And a brand new release from the Koopa Sonics over there in Newfoundland, originally from Edmonton, uh, but they've been there now on the rock on the East Coast for a few years, and uh, you can probably tell some of that Celtic influence coming in and a beautiful uh, melding of genres in that song, Kalena which translates as Cranberry. And uh, we'll be hearing more from them. Uh, They're in the process of uh, putting together a new CD, and uh, that song will feature in that CD. And Brian has promised uh, an interview. So stay tuned, and we'll bring you more more from the Kubasonics. For now, we hope you enjoyed Kalena. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette demchuk Macquarie, Pokorinska Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. A great program lined up for you. We've got a book review of a new book recently released by a West Coast author. And this is uh, part two in a three-part series. Uh, we've already brought you the first in the series, and uh, Myra will give you a review of Diana Stevens' second novel, Lalix in the Dust Bowl. As well, we've dug into the Nasholos Audio Archives for Ukrainian Jewish Heritage and a timeless story of Babinyar, which is being observed the 80th anniversary 
of that tragic historic event. And so stay tuned for that as well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we've got another tune that is new, or at least new to the Nash Holos Music Library. And uh, this is a group from Toronto called Zirka. And here they are with a Lemko tune called Tomukosa. And uh, it starts out with kind of an alpine horn that would be common in the Lemko area, a trembita. Here they are, Zirka with Tomukosa. Tomukosa, dobre kosa.
APL. APL. The world is yours. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Every day, more Ukrainian soldiers are killed or wounded by Russian invaders. You can help wounded heroes by joining the Adopt-A-Soldier program of registered charity Ukraine War Amps. A small monthly donation goes very far for medical services and living expenses and creates a special bond between you and a wounded hero. 100% of your contribution goes to the soldier. Please, adopt a soldier today. Visit ukrainewaramps.ca or find us on Facebook. Пішов корабель у море один, бляшанка з чаєм так звався він. Равливий трихилився, ніс, гей, хлопці, прорвемось. Скоро підмо прийде, чай цукориром нам привезе. В той день із китом буде все, додому попливемо. Двох тижнів час іще не сплив, як справжній кит до них підплив. Всім грізно капітан звелів, китами візьмемо. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе. В той день, як з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Пустили човен враз на воду, як вдарив кит хвостом по ньому, гарпунили його невтомно, а кит пірнув на дно. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Не ріжуть лин, бо кит не йде, не в грошах справа, просто честь для капітана понад все, тож далі їх тягло. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Човнів четвірка лиш зосталась, не слабша вкит на зло. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе. В той день, як з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Говорять, битва йде давно, живий кит і линву не ріже ніхто. Підмога підвозить їжі питва, щоб чим збадьоритися всім було. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе. And Helena Andrusova with a sea shanty called Piedmoha, and that has been making the rounds on YouTube in various different renditions and uh, that was a great Ukrainian one by Helena Andrusova. Again that was Pidmoha. Coming up next uh, another recently new find. Uh, it, this is a group called Wysetsko and I'm not sure about if that's pronounced correctly. It's kind of a Polish um, looking name but they're a great group. Um, contemporary but yet uh, some definitely traditional roots there. Here they are now with a song that hmm, I like the title of. It's called Paulina. Mm-hmm. 
Бекхен він грає, каже, щінші не дуже. Джастін він може наривити калюжу. І краптом щось то брюс усіх порадує. У всіх татує, це я так констатую. Трапляються ж комусь казкові герої. А в тебе хто є, в тебе я є, а хто я? Суцільна вада і соціальна провина, але Поліна, я на коліна. Буваю страшний, та насправді дитина, мабуть, усе іще первісна людина. Та головне, ти зрозуміти повинна, Поліна, я на коліна. Я не люблю ні галасу, ані крику, коли не в своїй справі люди пнуть пику. Це все после одне, ти знати повинна, Поліна. Я не коліна. Чорнявий, а столони він дужий Брепід же зайнятий, на нього байдуже Як раптом щось, то арні всіх пошматує У них є м'язи, це вже ти констатуєш Трапляються ж комусь казкові герої А в тебе хто є, в тебе я є, а хто я? Суцільна вада і безпринципна тварина Але Поліна, я на коліна Штита насправді дитина, мабуть, усе іще порвісна людина. Та головне, ти зрозуміти повинна, Пуліна, я на коліна. Так не люблю ні галасу, ані крику, коли не в свої справи люди пнуть пику. Це все пусте одне, ти знати повинна, Пуліна, я на коліна. To Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Diana Stevan's novel, Lilacs in the Dust Bowl. Lilacs in the Dust Bowl tells the epic story of Lukia Mazurec, a Ukrainian peasant farmer who immigrates to Canada with her four children in 1929. Inevitably, historical events such as the Depression and drought on the Canadian prairies challenge the hopes and dreams of Lukia and her children. Throughout all her struggles, her resilience and love for her family and the land shine through. 
The smells of moist earth and lilacs hung in the air like wisps of the past and hints of the future. As the novel begins, it is 1929, and 54-year-old Lucia and her four children are leaving the only home they have ever known, the village of Kiverci in Volenia. Before they even leave Europe, they must confront serious challenges. They are robbed in Warsaw. Lucia is four years older than the emigration cutoff age, so she must dye her hair and lie to the authorities about her age. Her daughter-in-law, Elena, cannot leave for Canada because of a medical condition. She has recently given birth, so Lucia is confident the condition will soon resolve itself. As a result, Elena, her husband Egnat, and their child Genya are left in Danzig, while Lucia boards a ship for Canada with her other three children. She hopes to find farmland at a fraction of what it would cost in Volenia. In Winnipeg, Lucia meets the Dominion lands agent, who sends them to Ethelbert, Manitoba, where many Ukrainians have settled. Lucia is shocked to discover that the good land near Winnipeg is already taken. Her family is helped by Ukrainian settlers such as the Babiaks and the Oliniks, while she waits for her son Egnat to join them. Egnat arrives with his own family, as well as Lukia's brother, Petra, and his family. Lukia, her brother, and the Karpinsky family join forces to buy a homestead. They could only do this by combining their money. There were now 21 people in the house built for a single family. Times were hard, and the crowded quarters led to conflict. Dunya, her youngest daughter, is bullied at school and decides to quit, despite her desire to get an education. Petra, her opinionated brother, constantly harasses and belittles Egnat. The two ultimately have a vicious confrontation which leads to Petra's departure and estrangement between the two families. Nature is also not kind to the homesteaders. They must fight drought, dust storms, grasshoppers, extreme heat, and harsh winters. Lucia and her children are forced to take on other jobs to supplement their income. Their struggles continue as the depression worsens. Readers will learn a great deal about Ukrainian-Canadian history in Lilacs in the Dust Bowl. Lukia finds herself embroiled in major historical events. Drought has overtaken the prairies as the depression ravages the Canadian economy. Prime Minister Bennett briefly provides emergency relief for farm families, but these benefits soon disappear. Ukrainians face discrimination and prejudice from their English-speaking neighbors. When Lukia tries to speak English, she is met with scorn. She quickly learned from the Ukrainian immigrants who had been in Canada for a while that the words hurled her way, bohunk, damgalichin, and garlic stinker, were slurs against her nationality. Ukrainian homesteaders try to preserve their Ukrainian heritage by celebrating Easter and Christmas. They struggle to stay connected to the Ukrainian-Canadian community and church. However, the unrelenting workload of homesteading and providing for the family make these connections difficult. Lukia's story is emblematic of the struggle of Ukrainian-Canadian homesteaders on the Canadian prairies during the Dust Bowl of the Great Depression. They worked hard, but tried to look for lilacs wherever they could find them. Lilacs in the Dust Bowl is a self-published book based on the life of Diana Stevan's relatives on the Canadian prairies. Lukia Mazurec is a strong and resourceful heroine who was relentless in her pursuit of a better life for her family. When she is approached by a potential suitor, she decides that her children are more important to her than a new love interest. 
Readers who have read the first book in this saga, Sunflowers Under Fire, will appreciate Lucia's continuing story. New readers will discover that the story of Lucia and her family reveals what it was like for Ukrainian immigrants to homestead on the Canadian prairies during the Great Depression. Despite all the difficulties she faced, Lucia triumphed and realized that this land was now truly her home. Diana Stevan has worked as a social worker, teacher, actress, and freelance writer-broadcaster for the CBC. She has written three novels, A Cry from the Deep, The Rubber Fence, and Sunflowers Under Fire. She lives with her husband in West Vancouver, British Columbia. Lilacs in the Dust Bowl is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Popular singer from Ukraine, Oksana Mucha, from her CD Reshito and 
Chlopci Rebolovci, the Fisher Boys. This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. Up next, uh, Blast from the Past. Uh, this is a group called Brate Hajukene, and a song that uh, we played a fair bit back in uh, the early days of Nash Holos in the 1990s off a cassette recording. This is, uh, this is from, this is a digital recording, obviously. And this song is called, it's a Surajik, I guess, uh, title, mix of Russian and Ukrainian. Zvostochkomaya. My star. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. 
discovering unknown and untold stories from the past and present of Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage. Greetings from the Faina Petrakova Scientific Center for Judaica and Jewish Art in Lviv, Ukraine. Babun Yar is a ravine on the outskirts of Kiev that has become a symbol of the Holocaust. There are more than 100,000 perished during the Nazi occupation, including 40,000 Jews. Babun Yar was first mentioned in the historical accounts in 1401 in connection with its sale by a Baba, which means an old woman, to the Dominican monastery. Over the course of several centuries, the site was used for various purposes, including military camps and at least two cemeteries, among them an Orthodox Christian cemetery and a Jewish cemetery. The latter was officially closed in 1937. On September 19, 1941, the Nazis occupied Kiev. Ten days later, on Yom Kippur, they began the mass murder of Jews at Babi Yar. The city's Jews obeyed a Nazi order to assemble there, expecting to be deported as Nazi propaganda intended. According to German records, in just two days, nearly 34,000 Jews were killed. The killing continued for months. The majestic ravine quickly became a mass burial site of Jews, Gypsies, Ukrainians, Russians, Hungarians and others. Civilian hostages, prisoners of war, patriots and partisans, including Ukrainian nationalists. The Nazis spared no one, not children, the elderly, nor pregnant women. Patients of the Pavlov Psychiatric Hospital were gassed and then dumped into the ravine. Near Babinyar, the Nazis built a concentration camp called Siretz, where they kept their captives and forced them to work before killing them. Those who managed to survive Siretz told of the inhumane conditions they lived in. Every evening, the prisoners had to line up on the square and each fifth or each tenth was shot. If someone managed to escape, each third was shot. The camp hospital was full of ill, weak, bleeding, and exhausted people. When it became too crowded, the Nazis removed patients, shot them, and dumped them in the ravine. On February the 18th, 1943, three Dynamo football players who took part in the match of death with the German Luftwaffe team, were also murdered there. By August 1943, the Red Army was advancing. In an attempt to hide their crimes, the Nazis began a campaign to exhume and destroy the bodies from the mass graves of Babinyar. The Nazis forced 327 prisoners to do the horrible job, 100 of whom were Jews from the Zires camp. The prisoners had to dig into mass graves. After being buried for two years, many bodies had twisted together. The prisoners had to hack them apart with axes or dynamite them. Then they had to cremate the corpses, some 2,000 at a time. Afterwards, they had to gather any remaining bones from the ashes and crush them using Jewish tombstones. For six weeks, the prisoners carried out this gruesome task. The Nazis drank vodka to drown out the smell and the scenes, but the prisoners were not even allowed to wash their hands. Although exhausted, starving, and filthy, the prisoners still held on to life. On September 29, 1943, under cover of darkness, 25 of them escaped. 15 survived to tell what they had seen. After the war, the Soviet public learned of the murders through newspaper accounts, official reports, and underground publications. In 1947, preparations were made for a memorial at Babin Yar to the Jewish victims of Nazi genocide. But in 1948, a Soviet anti-Semitic campaign attempted to eliminate all references to Babin Yar and remove it from Jewish consciousness. In 1976, 
The Soviets erected a monument in honor of Soviet victims, but did not recognize the fate of Jews and others. Only after the collapse of the Soviet Union did the new Ukrainian government acknowledge the specific Jewish nature of the site and allow proper memorials there. In 2006, Ukrainian President Viktor Yushchenko hosted a major international commemoration of the 65th anniversary of Babun Yar. Today, Babun Yar is a public park within Kiev city limits. It can be reached by traveling to Dorohozhichi metro station. This is Volodymyr Volkov at the Faina Petrakova Scientific Center for Judaica and Jewish Art in Viv, Ukraine. Join us again soon for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. train comes I don't want to know I'll keep my orchestra playing in the snow a million signals say the world's turned the other way and it'll be grafted upon your conscience for years to come could this be My last winter My last fall From grace Is that a muzzle I see Optimistically Rising up Out of the forest mists To rescue me When that train comes I don't want to know I'll keep my orchestra playing in the snow And in those children's eyes They thought this was paradise Oh, how wrong could they be? Block five Block five Give me the word Survive Block five Block five I'll keep my orchestra playing To stay alive Take your clothes off Stand in line Remain calm at all times It's bath time You think that's water Coming out of those heads That's gas Before you go to bed Block five Block five Give me the will To survive Block five Block five I'll keep my orchestra playing To stay alive
This means nothing to me I have no hope No soul No dignity All destroyed by man In timeless planet time Ocean of blood Waiting to boil Block five Block five Give me the will To survive Block five Block five I'll keep my orchestra playing To stay alive The flames of hell rise high The silence only broken by A pair of herons Leaving their watchtower In the sky And if this should be A sign of beauty It's the only thing That I've seen Recently Block five Block five Give me the will to survive Block five, block five I'll keep my orchestra playing to stay alive So when that train comes, I don't want to know I'll keep my orchestra playing in the snow. And that was Nikki Rubin, a very popular personality and musician on the KF music scene for many years. He's originally uh, from Britain. He's Jewish, and that heritage, of course, was reflected in this last song called Block Five, very apropos follow up to that story about Babinyar.
talking to Alexei Kirikesha with the Ukrainian-American group Fata Morgana, and that was a song of the Ukrainian Cossack leader Hamalia. Up next, we're going to keep it in North America. We're going to come into Canada now, though, to Edmonton, where there is a group called UB, and from their second CD called Homebrew, here they are with a seasonal song, I guess seasonal spring as well as fall. Mushrooms are uh, plentiful in the wild. So here we've got UB singing about picking mushrooms. Rebea. Na poryby chodila w zelenomu haju zabludila, a ja czorniabaniczki nie spala niczki, nie spala z dolejujala, a ja czorniabaniczki nie spala niczki, nie spala z dolejujala, oj kozaczym oledy kuciaju, wybiczmy na zelenomu haju, a ja czorniabaniczki nie spala niczki, nie spala z dolejujala, a ja czorniabaniczki. And our proverb of the week translates as All steel is steel, but the price is not always the same. And with that, we've come to the end of our program, so to wrap things up, we have Slu High from Winnipeg with their Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! Jak ja tuju muzyczeńku, zaczuju, zaczuju 
на чую. Ой, дай дунай, 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 дай дунай, дай на. Ой, дай дунай, 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 дай дунай, дай на. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.